Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Open your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 3 and meet me at verse 5 and 6. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Very familiar passage of Scripture. Don't be so familiar with it that you don't see something new today. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Over the last several weeks, uh, the Lord gave me a word for this new year. He said, go forward, accelerate, and make room for the new in 2022. Come on, somebody say, go forward, accelerate, and make room for the new in 2022. And so I heard the word of the Lord, and we began since New Year's Eve really talking about going forward, what it means to go forward despite Uh, what's going to happen around us, despite how we feel, we're going to have to go forward. We gave the example of the children of Israel as they were headed towards the Red Sea. Pharaoh's army is behind them trying to annihilate them, but they are running towards the Red Sea. It looks like they're trapped, but they had to move forward before the miraculous took place. As they move forward, God began to open up the Red Sea, glory to be to God, and they ran across on dry ground. They had to go forward. Come on, somebody shout, go forward. And then we talked about acceleration or what it means to accelerate. It means to go faster, to pick up speed. And I was talking to Matt in the back. I noticed here that acceleration occurs Only when the Lord is directing it. It has to be supernatural. Because if acceleration was in our hands, we will always go faster. We will always try to get to the place we want to get a lot quicker. So it has to be God and his super on our natural that causes us to accelerate. And I believe in this year, you're going to see acceleration take place in your life. Some things you've been believing God for that hasn't happened in a while, you're going to see it come to pass this year in the name of Jesus. Who will receive that? You'll see it come to pass this year in Jesus' name. And then we're going to make room for the new. And we talked about what it means to make room. We got to get rid of the clutter and we got to make room in our heart for God, make room for the new things that he wants to do in our life. But today I want to talk to you about the process of vision, the process of vision. Last week we talked about heavenly vision and the week before we talked about, well, last week actually we talked about the power of looking forward and we talked about the vision from God, heavenly vision from God. And, and how many of you heard that message last week? And those of you that didn't, on truelifefc.org, all of our messages are free available to you. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Alexia, YouTube. We put it out there for free for you to enjoy the content so that you can walk and grow in your spiritual walk. And so we talked about the power of looking forward and heavenly vision. And I want to elaborate and expand on what we talked about last week. And uh, we find here in Proverbs chapter 3 and uh, verse 5 and 6, it says, trust in the Lord or completely rely on the Lord, completely trust and rely in him and do not lean on your own understanding or do not depend upon your opinions 
Do not depend upon your personal understanding or even your insight. Don't depend on that. Don't lean on your own understanding. But in all your ways, you could say in all your days, acknowledge him, include him, involve him, ask of him in all of your days and all of your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall, not maybe, he shall direct your paths or he shall lead you, he shall guide you, he shall instruct you and your paths are your course of action. God's going to uh, direct you in your course of action. God's going to lead you in your decision making. God's going to lead you in the paths that he has set before you. God's going to manage and supervise your course of action. And so when God gives us a heavenly vision, uh, it looks elaborate. It looks great. It looks outstanding. But unless we have a course of action, we're never going to be able to fulfill God-given heavenly vision. And so it's going to require steps. Come on, somebody say steps. It's going to require steps. In Psalms 37, 23, Psalms 37, 23, the word of the Lord says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. Somebody shout steps. How many of you are good men and women? Come on, raise your hand. That's you because God has made you righteous. He's made you good. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. That simply means that they are established or prepared by the Lord. Your steps are already established and prepared by the Lord. And it says here, these steps are, are implies process. It, it implies, when you're talking about steps, notice he didn't say elevator. Notice he didn't say escalator. Notice he didn't say airplane or rocket ship. He said steps. That means it's a repeated pattern of movement, and it's going to imply that it may take some time. These steps may take some time, and you're going to have to follow instructions. These steps require you to follow instructions, so it's got to be step by step, day by day. It simply means it's going to be a gradual process. These steps require you to hear from God and obey him. And truth be told, I'm going to get into your business, but most of us don't like being told what to do. Most of us don't like being uh, directed. Most of us don't like being commanded. I can even say it right now. Somebody say amen and half of you wouldn't even say it because you don't want to be told what to do. I want to control my own life and my, my own mouth and don't tell me what to do. And what happens then is you can't follow steps and you can't, you can't follow instructions and the heavenly vision then begins to be delayed because of the simple fact that you can't follow these steps. I remember one particular guy told me, he goes, I never say anything. When the pastor says, say this, I never say anything. And I said, that's why you're broke. That's why you're broke. You wonder why I'm broke? That's why you're broke. He's telling you to say some things to command victory in your life, and you refuse to open up your mouth and say anything. Stay broke. Stay busted and disgusted because God has set it up that there are power in our words. 
And we can release things in the atmosphere and change and rearrange situations going on in our life. I'm fired up today. Somebody shout steps. Now, the reason why God orders steps is because he doesn't want us wandering around aimlessly. He doesn't want us wasting time or being lost and confused. So scripture tells us he orders our steps. He prepares our steps. Matter of fact, he does everything by steps. Everything the Lord does is going to be by steps. It's going to be by instruction. It's going to be one one thing, one voice, one instruction, one direction at a time to get you to where you need to be. The reason he does things by steps, it's not because he can't fulfill the heavenly vision in the snap of my finger. He can fulfill it for you just like that. But it's not that he's uh, waiting to fulfill the heavenly vision that he's given you. No, 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 no. He's trying to get you prepared and ready and established for the vision that he has revealed unto you. It's all about getting you ready. And it's about him establishing steps. These steps get you ready for the vision. And and we just want it now. Most of us are like, just give it to me now. Give it to me now. There there are people right now that just, you know, give it to me. Give it to me. They want your job right now. They don't want to do what you did to get your job. They don't want to work hard. They don't want to sacrifice. They just give me that job. Give it to me right now. I know with pastoring, people just give me the mic. Give me the mic. If you just give me the mic, I can do it. I can do what you do. You you can do it and I can do it. And sometimes I'll watch baseball players on TV. And the way they scoop up a a bouncing ball in their glove and they grab it. I'm like, man, that looks so easy. I can do that. Get out there and try to do that. You're not ready for that. Because it takes steps and preparation to get ready to get on that ball field and scoop up that ground ball and throw it to first. And, 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 and it's, listen, I got to say this, and it's not always about can you do it? Can you do the job? I can do that job. I can do the job. The, the question really is, can you be trusted to do it? And it's steps that allow us to define and cultivate our character so that we can be trusted when we get to the heavenly vision that God has for us. Somebody shout, steps. In Psalms 32, 8, 9, I like it in the Passion Translation. Psalms 32, 8, 9, listen to this. It says, I hear the Lord saying, I will stay close to you, instructing and guiding you along the pathway for your life. I will advise you along the way and lead you forth with my eyes as your guide. So don't make it difficult or stubborn or don't be stubborn when I take you where you've not been before. Don't make me tug you and pull you along the way. Just come with me. This is a powerful word from God that I'm going to lead you and guide you. But don't fight me. Don't fight me. I'm going to give you steps to get to where you need to be, but don't fight me. I'm remembering. uh, Well, let me give you this example. I'll give you a biblical example before I give you a personal one. How many remember Joseph in Scripture? Joseph, and uh, he had a dream. I believe it's Genesis 37 or so. He had a dream, a vision that he was going to be a king and that people would bow down to him. Even his own family would bow down to him. And he shared this vision with his family. Side note, footnote, uh, be careful who you share the heavenly vision with. 
because it stirs some things in two different types of people. One type of person, it'll stir uh, something on the inside of them that a willingness to help you fulfill it. But another type of person, it'll stir hindrance on the inside of them. They'll do everything they can to to stop you from fulfilling that vision. So be careful who you share heavenly vision with. And so Joseph shared this vision. And I know he felt good about it. He's a teenager. I know he felt good. Man, I'm going to be a king. And, and everybody was bound down to me. And, and my, even my family was bound down to me. But do you think that he would have been okay with the process that it took to fulfill the vision? I mean, let's talk about it. First thing we know, they, they strip him of his favorite clothes. And then they threw him in a ditch. And then they, then they sold him as a slave. I mean, literally sold their brother as a slave. And then the, the master, his master's wife accuses him of trying to take advantage of her. Then he goes to prison for years, forgotten about. But somebody shot one day. One day. Now to, to him, I mean, to us, it's just one day. To him, it was a lifetime of trouble. But one day. Pharaoh, the king, calls him up, has a dream. Joseph interprets the dream, and then Pharaoh does the wisest thing he ever did. Let me put you over all of this facilitation of this, and you are now fulfilling the heavenly vision. But if you'd have told Joseph at first, I guarantee you, if you'd have told Devon, let me say Devon then. If you'd have told Devon at first, uh, you're going to go through all this before the fulfillment of the dream? I'll say, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, 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 I'm cool. You know, I'm cool right where I am. I'm, I don't, I don't want to go through all of that. But God orders steps. God orders steps. God orders steps. I was um, thinking about, I've done two major things in, in my life that most people um, would, would never do. And I'm not, I'm not saying that bragging. I'm saying it because... I know what I'm talking about when I talk about this subject. And one is I moved to another state without a promise of anything. No promise of nothing. I just moved to North Carolina. No job, no place to live, nothing. Just came on out here. I knew, I knew, I knew some people that started a church. I said, man, I'm, I'm just going to come help them. And I came out here. But before I made that major decision to come, that sounds great, man. You packed up and you went out there. That sounds great. Before that happened, God started telling me to go eat by myself in a restaurant. You're looking like, what? Oh, I, I, you know, I want to go eat. Um, you know, let me call some friends. Maybe go, go grab a bite to eat. The Lord said, no, go by yourself. Okay. I would go to Chili's, <laughs> pull a plug there for Chili's. I want a check from Chili's. All right, send me a check. No, I'm just playing. I would go to Chili's, and I would just eat by myself, sit there by myself. Then the Lord started directing me to go to the movies by myself. What? I got to be hanging with folks. What are you talking about going to the movies by yourself? I need a crowd of folks. I, you know, who, there's, there's only those strange, weird people that go to the movies by themselves. What are you talking about? I started going to the movies by myself. Then the Lord said, go to Atlanta, Georgia. At this time, I lived in Fort Worth, Texas. Go to Atlanta, Georgia by yourself. What? By myself? I got an airplane. 
I got a, um, a, um, a hotel and I went to Creflo Dollars Church because I wanted to go and I went by myself. And then the Lord said, I want you to move to Charlotte, North Carolina. Do you see the steps that the Lord gives you before he asks you to fulfill his heavenly vision? Uh, matter of fact, there are traces of your destiny in your history. There are traces of your destiny in your history. What you are working on right now, if it's God-ordained, is simply a glimpse of what you will be doing later on a larger scale. Let me say it again. If it's God-ordained, what you are in the middle of right now, the job you are on, the things that you are doing, the, the, the people that you are with, if it's God-ordained, it is simply a glimpse to what God would have you doing later on a larger scale. Steps. Steps. I walked away from, you guys know my story, I walked away from a six-figure paying job to go into the ministry. Doing very well in this job, financial advisor, enjoyed it, uh, worked hard. And when I left, I was the number one rep on the East Coast in sales. And, and I stepped away from that to go into full-time ministry. I'm not saying that to brag on me. I'm saying that so you can see how the Lord uses steps. Now, it would have been great if he said do that one time and I just did it. But that's not how he did it. Uh, the first thing is the church that I went to, pastor would give me opportunities to speak. Just here and there. You know, nothing, nothing elaborate here and there. Hey, why don't you speak? And then the Lord laid on my heart to do a Bible study. So I did a little Bible study. You know, five, six people would show up to this little Bible study, and I would do a little Bible study, and I would do it every week. Then the pastor went on vacation for three weeks, and he asked me to speak three weeks in a row. Now, he had people on staff, but he asked me to speak three weeks in a row. And I thought, here we go, okay, all right, I'll, I'll do it. Well, I spoke the first week, he goes, can you do the next week too? And I didn't, can you do the next week too? Praise God, three weeks in the no. See, there are traces of your destiny in your history. So, so three weeks in a row, I, I did this. And then there was a particular time that something happened, and he asked me, could I handle it for him? And, and here's the thing, I had to take off work to do that. A lot of people don't feel like, well, I got to work. They, and I, I got to address this because people feel like, well, work trumps what God is saying. Work doesn't trump what God's saying. Now, they, I want you to work. I want you to go to work. I want you to clock in. I want you to do what God's called you to do, what work is concerned. But if God has called you to do something at that time, I'm telling you, you better say, job, I gotta, I'm going to hit you back. I got to handle what the Lord's telling me to do. Now, this is not popular because people are like, no, 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 boy, who's going to pay my bills? So you're trusting in yourself at that point, and you're not trusting in the Lord to take care of your bills. And so I called in to work, and with this situation had happened, he couldn't handle it, and I needed to be there all day. I called, and I said, work, guys, I can't make it today. Uh, I'll be there. I'll be there another, you know, the next day. Handled this situation, and it was a, it was a very large pastoral situation. Matter of fact, I'll tell you what it was. Someone in the church's wife had died, and he couldn't be there. And so he asked me to, to be with this family. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So here I am hanging out with this family. I mean, that was, that was tough. That was real tough. 
But I started to see traces of my destiny in these steps, these instructions that the Lord gave. Then the Lord asked me to do this. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Give your whole paycheck and and sow it into the ministry. Now, I'm working at a job, and the Lord said, give the entire paycheck. So I can preach this with boldness and confidence because I've experienced this. So many people want to leave. I want to leave my job. Pastor, how did you leave your six-figure paycheck? I just want to know how you left. Are you willing to give your paycheck up? Now, I'm not asking anybody to give their paycheck. But the Lord may. But the Lord may. He said, give your whole paycheck. I gave the entire paycheck. Whatever it was, I gave the entire paycheck, wrote it, and wrote it out to the ministry I was serving in. And then the Lord said, step away from your job, and I'll take care of you and go into ministry. We're talking about steps. How do you, how are, how are you able to do these things because of steps that God had begun to utilize in my life in order to get me to the point where I could literally walk into my boss and say, I want to resign. And they, they thought I was crazy. They said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going into the ministry. They said, well, you know you could do both. I said, man, I was thinking about that too, but that, the Lord said, don't do both. Because I was crossing my mind too, I can do both. And the Lord said, no, no, I want you to trust me, and I want you to go. Now, look at me. I ain't lost a meal or nothing. I look good. <laughs> Family, I, praise God. The, the, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Oh, I want to do something great. And I hear people all the time, I want to leave my job and teach me. Teach me how you left your job. Can you give up a paycheck? If you can't give up a paycheck, you can't, you can't leave your job. Come on. Let's not be silly about this. And don't try to do it, well, I want to do it because you do it. No, the Lord told me to do this. Can you trace everything back from a word from God? Everything you're involved in, everything you're doing, can you trace it back to a word from God? Because the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And a word from God. That's the main thing. You can step and walk on water when you've got an instruction from the Lord. Matter of fact, in Proverbs 16, verse 9, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9, it says, within your heart, you can make plans for your future, but the Lord chooses the steps you take to get there. Amen. Mm, that's so deep. That's in the Passion Translation. The Lord chooses the steps you take to get there. Don't you wish that you chose the steps? Oh, if I chose the steps, it would be a leap. It would be a leap. It wouldn't be a step. I'm just going to leap on over there. And just give it to me, you know. Give it to me. I want it now. Yes, give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. No, he chooses the steps. And when you take these steps and you follow his instructions, heavenly vision is being fulfilled. I, I must say this. But even on the job that you hate right now, God is utilizing that to cultivate you, to develop you, so that you can be at a place 
to where you, when you leave that job, you'll be better for the heavenly vision than, than, when you, than you were before. Every job I ever had, every job I ever had started, uh, has benefited me for where I am right now. Every one of them has benefited me. Jobs such as I knew that the Lord had called me to preach when I was 11 years old. I, I, you guys know the story. I, I heard a call from God. I had come out the shower. I looked in the mirror. I saw an open vision. I saw me preaching in front of all these people. And I thought literally that God wanted me to preach that, that next Sunday at my, my church, Mount Olive Baptist Church. I just thought I'm supposed to preach. And my mom and dad were like, no, 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 no. That's a vision from, from God. I'm like, oh, I was ready. I, I, mean, I don't know what I'm going to say, but I'm supposed to preach. They said, no, 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 no. And from, from a start of a vision, Man, it took uh, setting up chairs. I used to, I served a ministry and all they wanted me to do was set up the chairs. That's it. Just set up the chairs. Be security. Um, it was years before anybody handed me a microphone. Years before anybody trusted me with a mic. And then you go on and you continue to do what God's called you to do. And then that heavenly vision will begin to manifest. And we're in the middle of it right now. God is still unfolding the vision that he has given this house. And God is still unfolding the vision that he has given you. I don't care how old you are. God still has a purpose and a plan for your life. You have not succeeded in all that God has called you to do. Matter of fact, my, my wife and I were talking about this, this particular celebrity and we were saying, man, he's, he's I believe he's uh, 65 or 70. And we're like, this particular person is in his greatest years right now and living his best life that God has for him at 70 years old. And I thought, I, I was flipping through the channel. We were looking. He was on three channels in my TV guide. Three different ones, and he's about 70 years old now. And I was sitting there thinking, babe, there's still time for us. It is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You should say the same thing. Say, there's still time for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I thought, man, he's living his best life now at, at, at 70. He, was, he has not been more influential ever in his life until now than he's ever been before. And I, and, and I thought, God, I mean, think about Moses. If Moses would have quit at 60, he would have never, he'd have never been used to lead the, the children of Israel out of Egypt. He had to be 80. He spent 40 years in the wilderness. Glory to God. He went in the wilderness, spent 40 years in the wilderness, came back and delivered the children of Israel. And then he, when he brought them in the wilderness, they started complaining but do you ever realize that no, Moses never complained in the wilderness? You ever realize that? We never see Moses complaining. You know why? Because he'd been there before. <laughs> he had been there. God had given him steps, and he had been there before, so he wasn't complaining in the wilderness. They were because they had never been there. Moses had been there before. That's what God's trying to do in your life. 
He's trying to get you to the point where you can say, I've been here before. Oh, they, oh it, something happens and pops up in your life, I've been here before. Oh, you get a bad doctor's report, I've been here before. Oh, somebody says they don't like you, I've been here before. Well, he wants to get you to have this place where you get, and Stacey and I, we tell each other, babe, we've been here before. Oh, so this and that's going on, we, we've been here before. Oh, they're saying that thing bad about you, we've been there before. Somebody's leaving the church, we've been here before. And when, that's what the steps are all about, to get you to the place as you're getting higher and higher, the pressure gets more intense, but you don't even feel it because you've been there before, glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm preaching better than you shouting up in here, but it is the truth. God is trying to get you ready for the blessing. He's not trying to get the blessing ready for you. He's trying to get you ready for the blessing so that when you get there, you can stand under the pressure of it because I've been here before. I've been here before. That should be a tagline that you tell yourself. Oh, my goodness, I woke up, my back hurts. You know what? I've been here before. My back has hurt before. We're going to get right on up and we're going to keep it moving, glory be to God. Uh, I, you know what? My, my goodness, I got, got a phone call. Somebody don't like me. Somebody used, they didn't like me in any way before and we got through that, glory to God. We've been here before. This is what steps are all about. It's to get you to go higher so that your character can withstand the pressure it takes to fulfill a heavenly vision. Are you listening to me this morning? Listen, the worst thing, I, I, I think I told this story. There's a friend of mine, he's single. Yeah, I told the story. I'll tell it again. Single guy, no, not married, no kids, never had, never been married and never had kids in his 40s. I married four kids in a home. Um, Zai, you know, is in college. And I said, the worst thing I can do to you, the worst thing I can do to you, brother, the very worst thing I can do to you, it's not punch you in the face, it's not put you in the headlock, is to have you come in my house and take my place for the weekend. That's the worst thing I can do to you. You come in and you be daddy to these four kids just for two days. Just two days. And he said, he started laughing. And he said, man, I can only imagine what I would be saying or doing. I said, brother, I said, it, it, it takes time to get to the place where you can be me in my house. And not let the whining and the complaining and the fighting and the fussing Come, you know what I'm talking about. All that bother you where you can sit back, kick your legs up, and say, I don't even hear all that. That's the worst thing I can do is to say, take my place. Why? Because you need, you got to be built up to even get to that place to where you can even keep your mind. Because I, I guarantee you, I, he said, man, I already know I probably, I probably will strangle with somebody. I said, I said you would, because you're not, you're, you're not, you're not there yet. You, you, you're not, you haven't been cultivated and developed to get to that place where you can stand there. And sometimes we look at situations like, I just wish I was, I just wish I was over here and look at them over there and they look like they're doing so well. And then the worst thing that can happen is to put you there now. Are you listening to me? You got to recognize where you're at and say, you know what? I probably couldn't handle the pressure 
because I still need to be developed and prepared and cultivated so that I can even handle the pressure that it takes to be in that position. If I'm talking to you, somebody say hallelujah. You have to go through the steps and understand that God is ordering steps. He's ordering steps so that you may be prepared, so that you will lack nothing. Ministry moment. Let the Lord prepare you. Let him, don't be like a stubborn mule. Don't be like a donkey. Let the Lord prepare you. These seasons that you are in is simply cultivating you to get to the place that God would have you. He's working some things out of you, and he's instilling you with some godly character. The fruit of the the Spirit is being developed on the inside of you because of what you are going through. If you want to gain strength in lifting weights, it's going to take pressure of the weights pushing back against you in order to develop muscles. It's the same way in the spirit. There's going to be pressure pushing back against you, but in order to develop a give up spirit and to drive that quitting, turn back spirit out of you, it takes pressure in order to do that. And that's what God really wants us to do. How many of you have been tempted to quit? Just here recently, my hand, I'm the first one up. Just here recently. Just, it's so easy, right? It's an option, right? Hey, oh my gosh, if I just quit, that's what God's trying to drive out. That quitting spirit. If I can drive it out of you, and the only way to do that is ordering steps. Steps that are ordered will begin to teach you things about yourself that you didn't even know. Those steps will begin to teach you things about God that you didn't even know. And when you go through the process of vision, Having done all the stand, you'll stand. Uh, you'll, you'll have more compassion for people. I didn't tell this side of the story, but I worked for a ministry and they fired me. Literally got fired. I didn't do nothing wrong. They'll tell you, I didn't do nothing wrong. They just fired me. And now I have so much more compassion for people who've been fired, wrongfully fired. I do. I understand. Like, I get it. I understand how it is to not get a paycheck. I understand how it is to to be lied about, stabbed in the back, cheated. I I understand what pain feels like in a body. I, I went through some times. I'm not saying God, I did not say God put sickness on me. But I will tell you there are steps that you go through. And I've had pain in my body. And I understand how someone feels with pain in their body. And then you say, how can you, pastor? Well, I've got to be able to feel what you feel. And tell you how to get out of it. Glory to God. The reason why you could be hurting right now is to help someone else that's hurting. The reason why it's taking longer for you to manifest whatever it is you believe in God for is so that you can help someone else that's going through a slow period and process of time. We're the body of Christ. We're the hands and feet of Jesus. 
And so your, your, your pain is not wasted. Matter of fact, preparation time is never wasted time. And God won't keep you there. I'll say that I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, tell them I won't keep them there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to ascend them and bring them higher. I'm going to deliver them in Jesus' name. That's for somebody. Deliverance is for you in the name of Jesus. He said, remind them that I will not leave them nor forsake them. Let them know. Yes, Lord. Let them know I will provide. And that doctor's report will be history because you will experience manifestation of healing. Hallelujah. Oh, and you'll take that lesson and you'll teach someone else how to, how to overcome. Hallelujah. You'll show them how this, this is how you overcome. <laughs> this is how you overcome. I've been there. I've felt that. I've experienced that. I've dealt with that. And now I've overcome it by the precious name of Jesus. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www. Dot truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you, and remember to love, learn, live, and lead. Music